You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, you know what I'm going to say. This must be Rizcha Daraisa. We're back! Sixth season! It hasn't been six years, but, you know, we, we split the year into two seasons, so, wow. More than three years. Well, I don't know. We call this, this, this is season six. <laughs> wow. You know, most of podcasts don't last ten episodes. And, and we are going into podcast stratosphere. I mean, wow. And, um, in fact, I, I, an email you shared with me from a common friend uh, this week said that um, uh, he wanted to connect to you after many years and says, there's many people here in this town who follow your podcast. So, yeah, I was very happy to read that email to see that Bechofel, through Rizcha Daraisa, his currency is still being bought. and understood. Well, I want, speaking of that accursed town, I want to uh, mention to our listeners that I we uh, discovered some long lost urim of your podcast hosts on uh, intellectual issues in Judaism. Intellectual was it? No, it was called, no, no. Get the title right. It was called. Uh, it was called. It was called intellectual conflicts in Judaism. Intellectual conflicts and there's conflict. some uh, conflict. Remember, it's always about conflict. And uh, the uh, our, your podcast host is debating whether to post them as podcasts or not. But I think. All of our listeners should encourage him to post them because they are examples of erudite and brilliant analysis of various different uh, issues. I, you know what? I, I I actually wanted that to be our first discussion because you, I think, um, are the whoever this uh, miner of, of digital treasure is. He also discovered many of your shiurim uh, in that forum, which is where Bech, right. I sent him a box of all of us urim to transcribe. He's had it for twenty years and hasn't done it. You know what? Yes, finally people get their job done, even twenty years later. But anyway, so we actually, I'm hoping I get to receive back from him the bulk of the the, uh, message. I I want to be candid with you. Uh, I started to listen to some of it, and it is really strange to hear yourself from thirty years ago. It really is. I mean, I remember when Rav Nochem Troko. Nochem Parksovich was listening to Shiurim from seven years ago when he unfortunately uh, in with MS really you know attacked him. He wanted to be the same Rav Nochem that he was. It was a secret. I discovered it that that he was listening to the tapes and it was real to real, and it was so tragic when I heard about that. And I was here. Here's Rav Nochem who wants to go out there on Sunday morning again. And knock everybody's socks off with his two-hour sheer clothing. And he's listening to himself because, unfortunately, despite his incredible rotzain, he's not the same person. And the, the illness meant that he wanted to hear himself again so he would get it clear. And I was thinking about Rav Nochem when I was listening to myself. 30, you know, it, it's, it's a different human being. Listening to yourself, it isn't just the, that I seem to take more care in what I was preparing, and I actually had full sentences that didn't have to be doddering. I was able to actually get them out. Um, I, there was a you just be forced to know these set in, and also you could tell that this was something that meant a lot. I felt I was making a difference. You were young, idealistic, and dedicated. Yes. yes. 
and 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 I see. I would have hoped that somebody listening would say, "Oh, that sounds just like Kibalevich," but it doesn't. If people have been listening to on our platform for three years, and if you're going to hear this, it's going to sound a little bit tinnier. There's less. There's a little more gravel in my voice right now, and there's also, I guess, an optimistic lilt to it. A uh, a simcha that. I, I don't know. It seems to have withered away. So I, I sort of am of two minds about about publishing. It's almost like I think an average person listening to it will sit and look at some of the old things you've done when you've reached the 60s like we have. And you're looking at stuff that you wrote or spoke about 30s and 40 years ago. Um, are, are you ready to embrace it? And, and, and Again, you're proud that you were still in learning and that it meant something and it was pretty good. Do you see that as yourself still? I mean, I know Big Day Shesh is your classic because that's this is a book that you wrote in your twenties, whatever. But how about these tapes when you listen to them? Did it give you a sense of, of like a, a sense of? Well, to be honest, I don't. I don't usually. I don't listen to them. I just post them. You didn't listen to what this fellow sent you? No, I just posted them. Mm-hmm. I, I post them directly. You know, look, I know you quoted the Chsam Seifer as your big hero, that you just, you don't think too much. But don't you think that maybe the sensibilities have changed? I mean, we we lambasted the Avigdor Miller uh, zombies for what they were doing, because they didn't realize maybe what we said, you and I, 30 years ago. Listen, when our biographers write our biographies, they have to have access to materials from all the Kufas. I don't think that that's a, I don't think that's a, uh, I think it would be unfair. I'll see no time me by love to not have the entire Look, I would, I, I, I'm going to say that, which I think which is obvious, you just don't have the time. I mean, you're happy that this fellow brought them to you and it's a nice right. thing. But usually, yeah, let me just throw that up. Look, I listen to every podcast that we do goes through um, a You're not of- as big an extrovert as I am. <laughs> it's ironic because you have many more podcasts. Out okay, yeah, but, but, but I but I am worried about things that don't sound look as as palatable to the modern ear as they did thirty years ago. By the way, let's also mention the fact, although it's really I don't think people are that interested in it, that that the quality of recording, although you can hear both of our voices, there's a lot of background because for some reason we were doing we were running programs and recording things in a huge basement where everybody was sitting and learning. Why didn't we have the brains to uh, to go into some private area? We weren't allowed to. That was the only place we were allowed to have in that place. Not sure. Oh, I see. In other words, it was... In other words, the love was saying that she was in the other room. Uh, I remember now. So those, you can be in that social hall basement area, but that's it. Right. Which is really, I think... A, indicative of the struggle many learning programs have that the rabbis sort of grit their teeth and allow it i remember when i was returning to elizabeth um from houston and a deer shoe of course which you know i've spoken about on this on this platform uh you know i work for deer shoe uh i wanted to bring the deer shoe shear to one of the one of the yeshivas that was in the area and I remember the Rosh Hashiva was sort of like, well, I don't know. Yeah, if you want to sit in the base medrash and I can't stop you. Um, yeah. Yeah. People don't realize that. that turf, turf. Yeah. And I think that's part of what 
you're going to hear. I think despite the territorial aspect of the rabbi there, I think there's probably still some good quality. And uh, uh, still, I, I would say, Rabbi Yosef, that we are sometimes haunted by our younger selves. Look, w- w- let's talk again. We, we, when you look at pictures of your younger self, uh, does it? do you sometimes say, I wish I could talk to that guy <laughs> and tell him something else? No, don't want to tell him how it's all going to turn out. <laughs> yeah. Why? Or maybe, maybe well, I spoil it for him. Yeah, okay. He has the biggest has the yeshiva in Israel. He has ten parallel sheer olives. Yeshiva. Wow! Imagine that. And uh, here we are shooting the breeze on a Friday afternoon. That's yeah, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, you know the girl Where the girl, uh takes us. I call Talibamazel. Yeah. Well, look, we all know, by the way, that not being. As as me, as many people know about life in Eretz Yisrael, being part of a yeshiva doesn't always mean commitment. Uh, sometimes it's because if I'm not in a yeshiva, I'm not going to get the shidduch that I think I'm going to get. Yeah, uh, I, I I can also find things to make myself feel better, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, uh, well, again, so he deserves I, the success. He's a good guy. And, and you know, look, there's a lot. Look, you you have. Um, we we make fun of each other because of the frocks and the beckishes and stuff that we wear. But we know that in Eretz Yisrael, people that are like a third of our age, who probably have learned maybe, you know, a tenth of what we've learned, I'm honest, are walking around with frocks uh, and calling themselves Rosh Hashanah and other things like that. So, you know, I, I take it with a grain of salt uh, when you hear about what people are doing. Um, it's it's you know, every almost every single person I meet in Eretz Yisrael who's coming to collect money or, or hovering around uh, some philanthropist that that helps support our programs uh, is calling himself a Rosh Hashiva or Rosh Kaila or something like that. So, yeah, look, obviously, uh, sitting and learning in Torah is one thing. It's another thing to uh, to be a professional. Um, Gelt machers that you try to do, you're much better than me at this. I mean, you you get away and you go for retreats and stuff. So you had to cut cut back some. I've been anywhere this summer. What? I've been anywhere this summer. You had to cut back on your summer vacation. Yes, there was a summer vacation. Yeah, right when right when the kids left, I go back to Florida. We I got sick. Uh, so, but I know that 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 people still do call on you. It's not really a vacation, but people still do call you for doing Arab and stuff. What sort of Arabin uh, vacations? Don't call it a vacation. Call it a work. Uh, I took two two day two day trips this summer. One day trip was up to Vermont to uh, to one of my Talmudim who has a camp there, and um, uh, it was a fun trip because you were flying in a we took a propeller plane. When stood, I've never been in one of those little planes before. I've been in propeller planes. This one's eight you know eight seats, and you're <laughs> sitting. You can see you know they're not in a separate cockpit. There's one pilot or two pilots right in front of you. And when the rain is pelting down on the windshield, they can't see anything. Oh, wow. uh, there are no windshield wipers in the plane. They're playing, flying by the instruments, which is, uh, you can did, see. Do they show you uh, the parachutes? No, no, they don't show you the parachutes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it is, uh, I can, a lot of people don't like flying there. I, I found it fascinating. A lot of people, my wife would never fly in such a plane. A lot of people don't fly, never fly a single propeller plane. But, uh, no, was, and, and, uh, and 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 the reason they needed the the Godel Yisrael, the Goyin himself. Of well, let's tell you. I tell you, the advantage of flying these little rickety, uh, rickety, rickety blink, uh, airlines. Well, I was very fine. You know, it's fine. No dinosaurs. No security. It's no TSA. You're, <laughs> <laughs> they're in a, 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 a 
uh, had a hut out there in Westchester Airport and the Gaborfner hut up there in what they got, which uh, New Hampshire Airport there was. You didn't have to take your sho- you didn't have to take your shoes off. Don't take shoes off. Don't go metal metal detectors. The way to go. So. Um, so uh, that the interesting thing is that you know the, if you had to put up um, your own wires, it's a tremendous shatach because it's a camp and it's put spread over many acres, a pioneer camp in this case, um, and uh, that means there's, there's sleeping tents scattered throughout the shatach, uh, separate boys and girls campuses, and um, but the thing is like this: there are a lot of natural structures. Natural structures. By that I mean they're 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 they're, uh, they're telemis blockades. They're slopes which can be as as long as they're more than 23 degrees, they can be considered the side of mountains. There are thickets of bushes, the bushes right. themselves. That, be, that are oimid maruba, that are counted. And if you, if, if you have an opening, so you put up a little thing. So in the end, the reason why they need yeah, something... They, they put a couple of tourists at Pesach, so? Yeah, a couple of them, but not much, not few, very few. Um, just like the... the so and that's why it's important for them to have somebody like me come up, because... You know, if they had done it on their own, they would have assumed that everything needs a tourist of Pesach, and they would have uh, never been able to make an air of it. would take a tremendous amount of uh, money and time, and uh, they would have to make a very actually matumsum one, as they did in previous years. I feel bad. The first time I went up there, I could have stayed in a lot of uh, Akmas Nevesh in previous years that I'd gone there. But um, the, 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 this way, if I go there and I train the guy also, one of their counselors, go around, and he knows what, he look, what to look for, so he can uh, figure out on his own very often, oh, this is down and I can use this instead and so on and so forth, you know, belt and suspenders. Right. There weren't any, was, uh, there wasn't any problem of it, a carfe for Yosef. No, of course the carfe problem. So you make sure, you have, yeah, you have to cut out the carfe problem. That's also part of it. Like if there's a, a, a marshy area, you make sure that, you that that area is outside. That's often the case. So you, do, you do have put up a tourist pass on where there is some sort of uh, area which is impassable to exclude that area from the earth. Yes. Yeah. But uh, in the summer, it's not a big problem. It's in the winter because it's, you know, it's dry. In the winter, it's a much bigger problem. You don't have the full use of uh, Mayim there that stops, yes. uh, stops yeah. being able to be considered a mokum that's muka fudira. And, so, you know, nowadays, um, generally speaking, most Ayurvin in, uh, in the metropolitan areas, not this one, because it's in the camp, but I was down in Atlanta, I did another area there, and uh, they they have no choice but to include Carpathos nowadays because there is... Um, you know, there, there, there are a lot of, unless you're in a area like Muncie, Muncie, where they have a car path, like, like that Lake Suzanne. So they just put, they don't care. They just put poles around Lake Suzanne. I mean, there's no static concept in Muncie. But you can't do that in most places, right? So um, uh, the, the the bottom line is and I, uh, that a lot of Aravin today rely on the, the Shmuel and the, the Malkia who have certain depending on what kind of carpet it is, when the wall is erected, to include a carpet within an area. I'm not happy about that. But, um, you know, for example, the case in Atlanta, it's a Chabad shul, but the community is a lot of traditional... This was another areas. trip you took? You took a trip to Atlanta? Yes. Yeah. On Spirit. First time I flew Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's an experience. Well, it used uh, to be the Atlanta airport was used, at one time, was the busiest airport in the United States. It still is. Yeah. It still is. Yeah. Spirit has a hub there. Um, so if you're prepared for the worst, it's not as bad as it is, as could be. Um, so the... Um, I mean, right, and you must feel excited, like going through the, you know, going through the terminal. Here you are, like you're like, you know, you're like James Bond. They're calling in like the expert to come in 
And Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Belkoffer to the rescue. Here That's right. That's right. That's right. And you're yeah. right. Then you're going with my special Airman cap. Yes. Yes. And you, I don't you know, usually wear sunglasses when I go out like this. I wear my sunglasses. You know. Of course, your briefcase turns into a. Uh, if you know which button to push, you're able yes, to get yes, you're so able to get yeah. out of there. You're able to get you're able to get a chut that's exactly what what's needed. Um, you should know, I, I there's a lot of competition in the market today. I'm not the, the one. The, the guys in Chicago, uh, Rabbi Glenn and Francis, they're the ones that think do most of the uh, right wing Arab nowadays. Uh-huh. So just like as we once talked about, we the, we neither of us were ever good at marketing ourselves. That's <laughs> our problem. I think That's part of, you know, here's the thing: it's because we didn't know when to shut up. That was the problem. We did not know when to shut up. We didn't know if we could. And that's why I, if I could go back in time, I would say, don't say it. Don't say it, Kibble. Don't say that right now, because that is what that is going right. to cause that person to always be suspicious of you. He's always going to think you're a know-it-all. You know, I still, I, I, I'll never forget what the, one of the reasons that that uh, uh, the Never gave me a job and never gave you a job. He claimed because what I said, uh, I said uh, we can't paskin like Rebel Yoshim and Yain Nesach, right? So as as if he was going to paskin with Rebel Yoshim holds, yeah, you know, Rebel Yoshim holds the Yain Mabusha with Manas it's not a hefker because it doesn't taste any different. So I said as a and you can't paskin that way, and it doesn't. And so Chazal didn't, but Chazal were matir, they're matir. And this guy claimed blah 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 as if he was going to go and he was going to pass and like Yoshi. So yeah, you're right. Had I not said that at the time, he wouldn't have had that amasla. Look at that other amasla. Wouldn't have had that amasla. When when you're young, you are so focused on impressing others and yourself, you don't realize the other type of reaction you're engendering, which is Absolutely. this is someone I should be scared of. This is someone I've right. got to be careful from. He's not, I'm not going to be able to, like, uh, like you know, uh, in a sort of a Svengali way, make him one of my minions. He's going to be someone who's never really going to accept. He's got his own agenda. And as we talked about being territorial, this is unfortunately what occurs. I have to tell you, again, I, I believe honestly that um, I just like engaging. And I think what I was looking for um, is, is friends, Kishmak. Chavershaf, something. But most people feel that when you're varfing or you're trying to engage or argue or, or just, they think that mm, this guy is someone I got to stay away from. Right. As opposed to, that's what makes, that's the spice of life that makes interactions more than just, you know, excuse me, is this my parking space? Right. And I think that's part of what you learn as you get older. Um, and, and and hope you know one of the things though is when you get older is that people are moichel. Some of you, you can even you, you you can get away with things. And I think both of us know that already. Um, it's sort of like yeah, that's who this guy is. And I think that's also going back to what we started talking about. I think when we were making those original tapes, which at the time were very novel. In fact, um, uh, we know that the uh, the Atlanta Scholars Guild that was uh, the tape librarian there. Uh, our wonderful Talmud, uh, uh, um, Ezra, who, um, uh, as you know, I'm talking about, Ezra. Moshe. Moshe Nebuch, right? 
was made sure that our shiurim from 30 years ago became like the jewel of the tape library. And uh, uh, Moshe Ezra would call me up <laughs> consistently yeah. based on the fact that he had been listening uh, to these tapes on intellectual conflict. Yeah. I, just wrote a, I, just wrote a, I just wrote an article that you're putting out a safety car frame and I just wrote an article for it. He was a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, and, and and he came, I remember when he came to Chicago and he made a special trip to see me, he and his father. And and we, what was my relationship to him? My relationship to him was because he was listening to all my stuff on the tape library, right? And I, I almost, you know, I, I was, I know you're going to laugh. I was humbled because, okay, you know, he, you think I'm as good as that guy? You think I'm as good as what I am on the tape all the time? Um but he would ask me these questions in Ashkafa and Shilas about this. And um, it really is something we, we, we really do not know. Um, we really do not know uh, the effect that we have. Uh, there's a Gemara which says, you show me that you shouldn't sell uh, Maishu Shani, sell it, not redeem it. You shouldn't sell Mnei ne, ne, uh, Zilzulo. Zil it was right. It's the first right. paragraph. Right. So they're very good. So the um, I would not have remembered that I had just seen not just seen it recently, which just goes through your memory is much better than mine as usual. But um, the so actually the Girsa and the Gemara there, the nasal zul is a tikkun of the one of the one of the Moshe. But the 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 Gemara is mivne pilpulo, and so then the the Moshe and others changed to nasal zul. The Bielsa Bengo changed it to Mivne Til Tulo. He says it's much more likely that a tested pay got into interchange, and he references the Gemara in Sukkah that says that um, uh, you know you're not allowed to use the Esther Shemaiser Shani because you're going to take in because Til Tulo. What's going to happen is is that it's going to become it's going to become passing from hand to hand right. to a point that it's actually uh, a bizoyan to the payri because you have to treat it with a certain right. public. Right. So I remembered. That in Rabbi Abraham Elias had saw of his parish on the Talmud, the, you know, the new parish on, on, on Shas, he writes about the word pilpul. He gives an analysis of the word pilpul based on various different sources in the Sefta and in the, um, in the Targumim. He says the word lefalpel, one of the meanings is lefashvesh. And he brings the writers for that. So, that can, you know, the, the, uh, so ah. You don't have to change the girsa because the foul bell means the and uh, there's another, and also means to, uh, another thing he brings them some other cargo uh, that means to, to break things down. So, you know, that, and again, the same idea you're breaking things down by you have the Gemara in Nida that talks about um, that talks about the various unfortunate types of abortions. And it talks about piluye piluye. It talks about that's right. Things good, that yeah. come out that right. So it's also that same term yeah. where you have cracks and crevices that are inside nebuch this aborted fetus. So, so that gave me a tremendous know That you know that's the type of thing which I uh, many aspects of writing Rishon which are very ple- pleasurable. But that uh, I could use Rebavram Rav Elia with Rabbi Yisav Engels. Mahalach and not have to change the years. Uh, look, if you want, listen. We've been very, uh, we've been very uh, collegial with each other on this program. But come on, look. The truth is, is that the Yerushalmi. Although, again, you have all, you have been a, a great advocate, and I joined 
oh, just recently, you know, giving the shurim every night in your shami over the last couple of years, uh, as you know. Um, but it really is because it's a soda shayna harush in many ways. Uh, whatever you, you're going to be moisif is actually uh, probably going to be what people are going to want to see it. Uh, people, it, it's going to be moisif to, uh, as opposed to you're going to start writing, uh, you know, a thing on the first parak of Ksuvis now. Or you Absolutely, start... 100%, right? Right. Yeah, it's going to be a reason here. I, I love it. Right. Yes. No, so it, again, it, it gives you that that gishmak to be able to, and you know, yeah. it's going to be, you know, the people are going to be looking at it because there's there is enough of an interested audience who aren't getting enough of, on the Yashami. Again, I will once again um, uh, state my very strong criticism on the art scroll of Yashami, which is showing up everywhere, uh, and my good friends who are involved in editing it that they are not being consistent in terms of their of of how they're being mafarashi psugya. Um and they are overloading people with chil figure soys. I've talked about this before. Um so again, yes, uh the the Yoshalmi learning what Art Scroll is doing now um is 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 really in a way a hot solo for the Yoshalmi, but it's not the type of hot solo I would have wanted. It's the uh, because you still need that harish risho. You still need that. You still need that. That, and I'm not sure if that's there. I it, it's interesting that uh, I want to mention here Frankel's Mavoyli uh, or which I have found <laughs> he he has some very interesting points, especially very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially, I have looked at many years, but very good. Yeah, Frankel's Mavoyli or is good, and also what it does. And, and again, part of the problem of Yerushalmi learning, I've discovered from some of our is Bavli Yerushalmi. Okay, here's the Bavli, here's Yerushalmi. How's it different? It's the same. And it really ends up short shrifting Yerushalmi right. as a safer. Yeah. I, I think you need to realize that the terminology is different, the names are different, the people are different, and you're operating in a, a little bit of a different area. And so much of even stuff that the, that the Pnei Moshe and others, and I'm going to say even the Goin sometimes does, is he works very hard to compress Bavli and Yerushalmi together. Mm-hmm. Again, who am I to speak a negative going? But I'm telling what what you end up doing is really, um, I, I think, somewhat of a disservice. Because uh, look, this is this should be the place you frolic in. You're 50 years old. You're 60 years old. Go learn Yerushalmi. I have to tell you, I made a seum on Yerushalmi recently. Very nice. Uh, no, no, not on the whole seder. I want, I want, yeah. Yeah. So I made what part. So I made you on Mesechtas Maisreis, and I did it Nishmas, my mom, and I made it in the in the Chesidisha of Besmedrish, and we had you know uh, we had thirty five forty people there. Uh, it was done at ten o'clock at night because it was after their starting, and the biggest Talmachacham in the Besmedrish came over to me afterwards and said. You know, here's a kind, you know, unfortunately, you know, that's sort of uh, my illness, but I had to say, you know, because I wanted to explain to them what Yerushalmi is and um, the Marganisa that Rabbi Yechanan talked about over there, do you remember? And uh, also the Gemara mentions there about there's Ein Dover, the Gemara says that everything in the Bri is Ogle. There's no such thing as a dover that is uh, square in the brief. So again, I had what to say about that from the Zidichaver, but about the, the, the wedding rings, the Chesidim have, how the wedding rings are also uh, square on the outside. But uh, anyway, what they is... They still do that? They still do that? Yeah, yeah. Which, which, which has to do with this Yerushalmi, which has to do with 
Ogul and what, what Igulim are. Kopan, he comes over to me after and says, Look, I want to do your Shalmina. In other words, ah. you made it, right? So it really, it obviously is very, uh, in a way, very satisfying. I also want to tell you that in, in the Yerushalmi teaching that I'm doing every night, I have a, an Israeli fellow who never learned when he was young, Gemara. And he loves the Yerushalmi much better, more than the Bible. Yeah, and I can see it, sure, yeah. Be, because he doesn't need all the reading skills. And it's, it's, it, we can get to the point a lot quicker. And it's a lot, again... There, there is, of course, wealth of complexity that you you could invest into it, but the simple going through from getting from halacha base halacha gimel is a much easier ride than it is the standard right. bavli sugya. So again, I I really think your shalmi it isn't just it really in many ways could be an alternate for many people who find the bavli dafyomi just too much. The interesting take that your shalmi has on. Of Chistah and Shmuel and many of the Chachmi Bovel, and it's 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 a very interesting one because there's there's a reverence and respect, but not not at all the same sort of right. they, don't, they don't carry the same sort of weight. And look, you know, I think that what's going to be, you know, Rav Cook and others speculated what was going to what's going to happen, you know, Mitzvah Shem with the Eskalas of Mashiach, like is is you know is there going to be this sort of are these two great you know uh, things going to mix? At the end of the day, um, you know, Yerushalmi, till I think till Bias Agayel, Yerushalmi is probably going to be the obviously the, the second sister, um, and part of it is what right. you just mentioned. For sure, is, is the Gersoyas. Part of it is the problem that there wasn't yeah. enough of a Shmira on the on the Gersoyas. There wasn't enough there, and because of that, people like Bechafer or Ramelio, whoever it is can say, oh, this is actually a new sugya, this is there, and, and they can say very radical things, and it's going to be hard to dispute it, because the, you are sometimes dealing with, you know, a mess, a real mess, so I don't, I actually don't give you such a big pat on the back for being Micaiah Megirsa, it would, probably was Shubish to start out with. Uh, in the first place, so yeah, okay, yeah, you were Makai the gears, so you don't have to go right, okay. That was the big thing, you know. Yeah, I understand. You like your heroes, um, okay, but um, there was. I, you know, it hurts me also. The Archa Shulchan, who extends, Parshin Yishami, close to Yishami extensively, but he always says, "Talmud is done versus the Yishami." You know, and and part. <laughs> part Part of it is the fact, again, you have the theory that um, that Grinvold wrote the whole safer about, and and you get that it's actually found in some of the Chuvas Agoinim that your Shalmi is unfinished. Uh, again, obviously the Chachmei Bavel had their uh, negias to say such a thing because they wanted it. You know, they there was a discount. The, the Goinei Bavel because the Goinei Bavel didn't want to be bothered by Gersoyus and your Shalmi, and they felt that it represented. You know, a proto work that had not yet been finished. Uh, they even, I think it was Rashira or others, who said that basically your Shalmi was finished by by the Talmud Babu. and therefore we, we there's, there's no suffix. Really not the there's no suffix that we're going to be machria like Talmud Didon. And mm-hmm. look, at, look, I, I, our grandchildren are still, and we're going to be happy that they are going to cut their teeth on Bavli, right? That's where we want. That's where we want. The the koyach to generate within their heads, but um, you know it, it's it, but 
I, I just came across, like I, I told you, I just came across the, uh, in the Arachat Shulchan, I was doing Hilchus uh, Yantif and about talking about Tzirei Glossos, and the Arachat Shulchan says, he's a Dina Yesh Lahoros Kiyu Shami. You know what he says about, Balvi's not clear on this thing, Shami's clear on this thing, after the past minute of Shami. It's all quite to his own shot, not quite the name of the and they brings out Pisky Mr. Burr. The Mr. Burr, of course, went with Rev. Name I should say. So uh, yeah, no, he, yeah. he was definitely a little bit more conservative as far Much as more. the century and the 18th century and the 19th century uh, did see an increase, as Gil Pearl and others have shown, by what we would call the standard Lithuanian Gedolim, uh, a new involvement in Madrashim, a new involvement in Tanatic sources. Uh, editions of the Pirkei Rebbelezer by the Radal, uh, the Medrash the Marzu, and the Yosef and others. So Perushim and Yishami, like the Marav Fulda and all these things, they started, you know, they started propagating. Even the, even the Ridvaz was clearly, you know, uh, inspired by that. That was what he figured. He was going to give the Yishami to the world. And that was yeah. something that, uh, so there, there was uh, that sense of new, that sense of excitement, that sense of let's, Let's get it done. Um, but I think that it, it, I think the the Bechoffer and Kibalevich that were part of the Fermi Noble Night Call of so many years ago, I think that those guys, I think, would have gone on a big campaign to push your Shalmi for Balabatim, push your Shalmi much more than just, you know, writing. What uh, the listeners don't probably realize is that Rabbi Avram was going through a little bit of a mash now because his uh, son and daughter in law and Sconded with the grandchildren there at Israel, and uh, it's leaving a big void in his heart and in his soul. And uh, we need to hear from him. How well do you plan on coping with this? Well, that obviously, you know, we, you know, this was um, supposed to be a little bit of a 40th anniversary summer, uh, 40 years. Our boy Mshana loyo katati bedor in terms of in terms of uh, my wife and I, and uh, but then my son sprung it on me. We're going. We're going to Israel, and um, I think the uh, the pride that you have of your children, you know, desire living a dream, uh, giving up. There's no such thing today as an easy uh, transplanting to Israel, um, and I think that the fact that uh, he was willing to go without a true parnosa, the fact that he saw schools there that to him aligned much more to what he wanted. There, it, it is hard to find a school that stresses uh, in a major way, and yet is really committed, not to Haredi Judaism, but to a Avas Eretz Yisrael type of Judaism, mitzvahs. you don't have that really here in the United States. And, and this is what he wanted for his children, he felt a Jew has to live in Eretz Yisrael. Um, and I, I don't know where he got it from. I, I, I would assume some of it was from me, but probably from people that he had heard it from, maybe even HTC that he attended, uh, the very modern Orthodox school that we had to put him into. Um, so I, I, in ways, I have to say, Givaldic. This, this, this means this is something, however, um, knowing that grandchildren aren't going to be part of our lives <laughs> uh, weekly and sometimes daily is something that I think we talk about being old, which I guess is the theme of today's, <laughs> today's thing, of uh, being, being an older person. 
um, I think it, it, you don't realize what that is. Um, you know, my my daughter, my granddaughter gave me a virtual tour of their new place. Um, there, Pechemish, right? In, in Ramat Pechemish. Uh, today, she talked to me about her first day in school and the friends that she's making. And one of them doesn't really speak English, but it's her new friend. Um, and I realized that um, that uh, as much as Zoom and FaceTime and Amazon Glow and all the other options that I have, um, that when you are away from them and you realize that they are going to grow up and they're going to be distant from you, this is something that um, is really heart-wrenching for me. Um, and uh, it meant that I would say, first of all, obviously, there was no vacation because <laughs> we had to get them ready. Uh, we had to get them back. They had to, whatever stuff they weren't taking, our house becomes the storage container for. Um, uh, we had to, the flight was out of Kennedy, so we had to have a whole Shabbos to be ready for, I'd say Shabbos, um, packing uh, um, everything that was done as a whirlwind of activity um, was sort of like, in a way, uh, masking the aspect of change, that this means something. Um, you know, your kids become bar mitzvah, your kids, you take them to the chasana, uh, you act as a sandik for your grandchildren, but then your your family leaves. <laughs> that is also a tremendous touchstone of, of getting older. Um, and despite all the conveniences of today, uh, you realize that you're, you, unless you work extremely hard, the chances of you being a constant presence, the chances of you even being that funny old Saba who's going to have fun with them and pick them up. Every single time I walked into their apartment, pick me up, pick me up, Saba, pick me up, pick me up. And of course, I would show them, I could pick three of you guys up. Right. Okay. So here's one, two, three, and the other one on the shoulder. And yeah, Saba, higher, 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 higher. Um, and I know that this sort of maudlin and a little bit uh, saccharine and perhaps over sentimental, but uh, there's something. Fine. Yeah, the age where it's permitted. The fact that, um, you know, I, I don't know how much, you know, I want to be able to still do that. Will I be able to? The kids are going to grow up. And I think that's. You know, the, the excitement of Saba, the excitement of Sabta, uh, the excitement of Bubi and Zaidi, um, the excitement that that these are the people who are, who love you so much, who every time they see you, you're not the stranger. You're someone who's just full of love, someone they know, someone they know they're probably going to get presents from, someone they know that they're definitely going to have a fun time with. Um, when, you, when you take that away from people like us, like me and my wife, um, there, as you say, there is a, a tremendous vacuum. Um, I, now, I don't know if this is true by you and, and the Rebbitson, but I think that as we get older and we talk about ourselves, um, so much of our conversation between our wives, so much about what we do is sh about, you know, checking the boxes of this grandchild, this grandchild, this son, this one. Um, right. And oh, remember, we have to do, oh, remember, we have to be at that birthday party. I remember there when it's grandparents' day for this. Um, uh, many times I'll call my wife when I'm coming back from a shear or something and saying, "Okay, what did they say? You know, what did what did what did they say today? What was going on?" Um, when that is sort of eliminated, I, I think the uh, it, it really is. It's much bigger than just I miss my pet dog that uh, that I that I want to take for a walk. It's 
it's it's it's and, and, and what do you do to be marshaling that? What do you do to to try to 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 help now? Again, a hammer hits a nail, maybe learning. Um I've I've committed to actually say, you know what, I'm going to Eretz Israel more often. So I plan on uh doing hey, a number and we're gonna be having, we're gonna be having some risk shows where I'll be in Eretz Israel, you'll be uh somewhere in Muncie or someplace else. Um, uh, and hopefully, a, a new scholars rest. Maybe even on little uh, propeller planes. Uh... <laughs> Just now, I got an email. Couldn't Arab Shabbos. I received your contact info via Shlomo Vertiger, something in the Gura, who met with a relation of yours who extolled your importance in learning of Yushami. Okay, it's my cousin who extolled me. I've been working to have this new machs to include many others, and I've been working with Gedalia's Lodowitz and Art Scroll. I've been just completed Yushami, about to release small Daf Yomi edition and Shlema Werdiger. Might you call, kindly call to discuss the upcoming new start to Yushami? Who knows? Yeah, again, Kivalevich is going to be cynical about this because, look. Uh, Wait for Art Scroll to sell books. Yeah, look. It, it should not be about a new machser. It should not be about, hey, let's make the group. Make it an option. Let's just end with this. Make it an option for people. Let people know they can learn it. But they can jump in at anywhere. It doesn't have to be part of, oh, here's the here's our Dafyomi. You know what? Learn the thing. Okay? It's not about finishing it. It's not about, oh, yeah, here you're part of this group. There's 25,000 people in it, et cetera, et cetera. Know that Baruch Hashem, the same way Reb Chaim Veloshner told his Talmidim who were looking for Musar, they're looking for Avodas Hashem. They, and he said, okay, you have Medrash Rabbah. You have Medroshim. Go there. Go there, young man. In the same way. Okay, you're bored about uh, about the regular Dafyoyimi. You're bored about the, the normal yeshivish Masefkas you that you've done already. Okay, here it is. Learn it. Okay, whatever you start, it doesn't make a difference. You don't have to be part of some sort of Seder or some sort of group. Just learn it and and, 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 and and recognize. Yeah, and you know what? You also are sometimes, and I think both of us realize this, we close the page and say, I'm not sure if I got the right shot there at all, right? I'm not sure. I've, and I think that's really also a great humbling experience. Arts grow, your Xiaomi consistently does not answer their questions. Right. Your Xiaomi consistently, and they don't even say teiku. Doesn't, you don't even need teiku. Here's a shayu, like, boyu, boyu Rav Mono, boyu Rav Yossi, right? Okay, that's it. What happened? That's it. Learning is open-ended. And that's part of why, you know, your shalmi, I think, uh, is, is, is a great thing because it's a humbling experience. Very good for old people like us. Take care, everybody. We'll check you back. Hopefully next week we're going to have a lot more focus because uh, we'll get some geritol in our system. We'll be able to get somehow some more, some, some younger brains will be working. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. For Kabbalah, uh, there was a, a wealth of historical information, specifically about the situation in Spain. And he has been the historian that others, he's been the historian that all other historians have followed. All other Sifrim and historians, like the Sefer Yuxin, from Avram Zakut, the Shoshalas HaKabola, the Seder Aderos, everyone has basically followed his path of separating the Tanoim, the Maroyim. And most of the historians and most Makars have taken directly from him. In fact, the other great Rishon 
who wrote uh, an a, a introductory historical work was the Me'iri. The Me'iri in his introduction to Avos. You're probably familiar with it where he also gives a history till his time. Much of the Me'iri's material is based on the Sefer Kabbalah of the Ravid, even where the structure and the form, even, even sort of words and, and phrases that are, are lifted directly from the Sefer Kabbalah, even where the Miri didn't feel was, didn't want to go and continue describing the idea, he will, the Miri will mention the name of someone, and the name will have no connection to the lines that go after it, but are only important insofar as they reflect what was in the Sefer Kabbalah. For Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.